If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Motorcast. I am your host, Howard H. Smith. You may know me as lead singer of UK thrash band Acid Rain or my other heavy metal podcast, Talking Bollocks. Feel free to come and join me there. I am taking you all the way through the world of Motorhead. And I hope you're enjoying the show so far. We've had some cracking guests and today's is no different. Kim McAuliffe of Girls School. Um, lots, of, Obviously lots of connections between Motorhead and Girls School and you will be hearing all about them. I hope you're all enjoying your um, new special editions of the anniversary edition of the Ace of Spades. Truly impressive box sets and CDs, all of the versions absolutely cracking. That's all the marketing done. What I want you to do is, if you want to communicate with the Motorcast, just use hashtag Motorcast anywhere on social media and um, I will see it. Um, Also, go to imotorhead.com for all of your Motorhead needs. That's where you'll find out what's coming up. Also, please do subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Just tap a subscribe button and that'll make sure every episode goes into your device and I'll be there waiting for you every fortnight, whether you like it or not. So, on to the interview. Um, Had a great chat with Kim and you're going to hear it now. Hello. Hello, Kim. It's Howard. Hi, Howard. How are you? I am very well. How are you? Oh, right, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so, that, like yeah. like the rest of us, not exactly loving life at the moment. But, you know, um, on to happier things, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the, be- they're, the, they're the best, they're the best kind yeah. of... Uh, well, just the, make it all up. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're the best kind of days, aren't they? They're, you know, they're, yeah. they're the ones you can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a whole um, a whole year that I don't seem to, you know, it's so funny because, um, as I said, I was trying to look back through all the, um, you know, diaries, you know, from that time. And, of course, I've got all the diaries except for 1980, well, I've got 1980 that only goes up to July. And then, of course, 1981, I know we're not talking about that, but I just thought out of interest, I'd like to read that. That's nowhere to be seen. So I've got all the other years. So God knows what happened then I presume we were just too having too much fun to bother to, just to be bothered to write a diary, you know. That's that's so, really um, that that's really fascinating though. So you've got uh, you've got you've got diaries from from, oh, the, from each that, year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From you know when we started, sort of nineteen seventy-five onwards or something. I think it is right up until. Well, I haven't been doing it for part, God, God knows how many years now. But um, you know that, they're all sort of stuck away in the, in the bottom of a drawer somewhere so I dug them all out and as I say all the ones you know the, I was, oh yeah I found, I found 1980 found 1980 all excited and of course it literally goes up to July I don't know the 18th I think where we played actually played the electric ballroom and Eddie and Lemmy turned up and Nick Turner and they got up on stage with us and yeah so that was quite nice to, to read but uh, yeah and, you know so I've got it all up until then but not until you know not for when Ace of Spades came out but, but- I but I've been, I've actually been googling it, so I do know a bit more now what happened. <laughs> so if let's get so let's get this straight. You've got you've got a diary from July uh, nineteen eighty, and the last entry is Lemmy and Eddie get on stage when you do a get on stage with you at the electric ballrooms, and the rest of the year's blank. 
That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's the last one. Well, actually, it's uh, it's uh, actually I'm reading it out now. It said um, we played uh, electric ballroom today, and we had to go to interviews before that. Whatever, whatever. Then, so we turned up to the gig. Uh, oh, Praying Mantis were playing at this gig as well, but didn't see very much of them because, um, you know, we didn't turn up till late because we had loads of stuff to do. Um, loads of people, I've written it from now, loads of people that we knew turned up. Jeff Beck came, but I didn't see him. We had a really great, great gig, and Lemmy and Nick Turner came on stage with us for two encores, Take It All Away and Tush. Eddie turned up at the end, and afterwards we all got really out of it in the dressing room. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Brilliant, and it's, and, and it's just dot dot dot, and the rest of the year is is no yeah, entries. Friday, Friday the eighteenth of July, um, 19, oh, 1980, Yep, that was it. There's Brilliant. Was nothing left for the next year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be an interesting interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'd already um, played the Overkill tour with them. The oh, of course before. you had. Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I was reading all about that. That was funny as well about when we first met Lemmy when he came to a rehearsal, you know, and uh, and of course he turned up late, so he only saw two songs because we had to go off to a gig, you know, to obviously our own gig. But uh, but no, that's how it all started in 1979, early 1979, when they did the Overkill tour, um, and then yeah, so um, of course this was over a year later. Yeah. Um, because, of course, we, we all kept in touch and we used to go to each other's gigs and stuff. And and um, so, yeah. But, of course, I do realise now why, because a lot of people thought that we actually did the Ace of Spades tour with them. But, of course, we'd only done the Overkill tour with them the year before. So we really weren't going to do another tour just a year later, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, when I read back to actually um, what we did for that, that, you know, those first seven months of the year... I'm surprised we even managed to, you know, I don't know, stand still because we were so busy. Um, you know, we had tours with Uriah right, Heat and Black Sabbath before then, and of course we were recording our own demolition and um, with Vic. And then of course I think what happened was when they went, we went, then we went on tour while they were recording Ace of Spades, and then while they were doing the Ace of their Ace of Spades tour, we were back in the studio recording Hit and Run. And I was just looking at all this, thinking, how the hell did we? manage all this you know but we were young <laughs> that's how <laughs> yeah that's it youth knows no bounds yeah yeah you so know. um but there you go but uh of course ace of spades is you know it's we've still got great memories um from that time and uh so yeah well but, uh, so you were you worked with um and you worked with vic on your album what yeah excuse me they nicked vic off us <laughs> <laughs> That's what we used to joke about, because um, what happened was that Bronze Record, because of course they um, did their first two albums, well, first three albums, I, I don't know who did the first Mot- the Motorhead album, but the other two, I think it was Jimmy Miller or something at Roundhouse Studios, and uh, and then Bronze um, put us together with Vic Mail, and it was so funny because we didn't actually get on very well with him at first, because, you know, we thought we knew everything, you know, we, we thought we were the bee's knees, and of course... We, he was telling us, you know, a bit more how it should be, and you know, obviously we thought we knew best. Obviously we didn't. So, but anyway, in the end, of course, we became great mates, and we went on with, to record the Demolition album with him. And then, of course, we were very close with Motors, Motorheads at that time. And uh, and then they suddenly decided they wanted to work with Vic. So we used to joke with them, go, "Oh, you've nicked, yeah, you're not nicking our Vic off us," you know. But of course they did, and then they went on to great success, obviously. 
yeah, I mean, you know, a number of people have um, have, have credit, given him great credit for for really yeah. being the first guy to capture that that yeah, that yeah, Motorhead yeah. sound. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I was suddenly thinking about this because, um, and I did read a couple of things that Eddie said about Vic. And the thing is, of course, he was quite a calming influence in the studio. So when all mayhem was let loose, you know, he'd just be sitting there quite calm, you know. And uh, so I think that's why it worked so well with them, you know, well, especially with them. I mean, with us, but especially with them, you know. Because <laughs> having been in the studio with them, of course, please don't touch, we know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so when you, were, when, you were, when you were working with Vic, and uh, you, you, you said, like, you know, initially you all thought you were you were the bee's knees and he sort of kind of reined you all in and sort of yeah. showed you, showed you, I, I mean, that must've been, I mean, that, that's a very, that's a kind of tightrope to walk, isn't it? From a producer's point of view, when you guys are all like, look, you know, we know what we're doing. We've got the songs. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't like, we, we didn't like him telling us how we should be playing our own songs. If you know what I mean, you know, right. yeah. Um, yeah. which funny enough, apparently filthy was like that as well, because you know, and, uh, you know, Vic was big on percussion as well. And, of course, um, there's that great bit in the middle of Ace of Spades where you've got all that juka 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 you know, bit going on. And that was obviously Vic's idea, Vic's doing. And, of course, I think they all sort of objected to that at first. But, of course, it worked so well in the end. So Vic really knew what he was doing, you know. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's really, but, it was really good. Yeah, but I, I can appreciate that though, because in 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 the early years, you know, it's the cockiness of youth, the arrogance of youth, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, look, oh, it, was, it was this bloke telling us what to do. Just <laughs> just record it, you know. Yeah. 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 But um, but yeah, you kind of you, you you do sort of take on those um those ideas, and and when somebody's when somebody's sort of you know it's their living, and they've produced a number of sort of albums that you know you like, you heard of, and all the rest of it. Yeah. There is there is that at some point you that that sort of um switch flicks doesn't it and you go oh right hang yeah. on yeah, yeah I get it yeah yeah he, oh yeah I suppose he does know what he's doing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. and it's it's that whole yeah. sort of the, the it's that youthful sort of mm, you know none of, you know, none of us like being told what to do exactly and that's what producers do you know so um or did in those days anyway I'm not sure that people have producers so much anymore these days I think most bands now just do it go it alone from what I can tell but um, you know yeah so uh, but yeah that was it was great and of course as I said that uh, when uh, Motorhead decided that they were going to use him you know we were going bloody cheek you know yeah, did, so did, did you ever actually did you ever actually have that conversation where you're like so how yeah, do, yeah, why did you end up using food <laughs> yeah obviously jokingly you know because Oh, it was quite, quite, you know, flattering, really, because obviously they liked what he did with us, and um, so they wanted to use him. But I didn't realise this, but I was reading back, and Lemmy said that apparently he had worked with him a few years before that with Hawkwind, or some, or some live Hawkwind stuff or something, so he, he was aware of him anyway, so, yeah. But, um, as I say, he was a very calm influence in the studio, and so, um, yeah, he just <laughs> he just was... You know, in the middle of all the, the mayhem going on, he was, as I say, quite a, a calming influence. So he worked well with, with us and definitely with Motorhead. Yeah. And, and whilst and whilst that, you know, so you're you toured with Motorhead, and then and then they went into they went into record um, Ace of Spades. Um, well, no, what happened was no, we we toured with them um, in the 
um, beginning of 1979. Yeah. And then I think they went and they did Dot Bomber as well, didn't they? I mean, I can't believe this because, of course, we were recording two albums like almost in a year. I mean, I don't know how we were doing it then, bands. You, should, you know, it, it seems crazy. But yeah, because um, I, yeah, cause I don't, when Bomber, I remember when Bomber came out, but that wasn't long after the Overkill tour, I don't think. So, because I remember obviously going and seeing Bomber at, at you know, Hamilton's Odeon, seeing all the fantastic lighting and everything, you know, the Bomber. Um, so, and then, of course, suddenly, it's 1980, and and then, of course, we're doing Demolition, and then they then recorded Age of Space just the following year. So, yeah, it's all just, oh, I don't know, you know it just seems crazy. You know, to fit all that in in such a short time, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's... It, it's like we didn't stop. We, we didn't stop. I mean, we they were, you know, I mean, they just didn't stop at all, you know. We, we didn't either. From what I've read from my diaries, you know, we were either on the road or in the studio. And obviously, same with them. So it's crazy days, but um, great, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, it's just, like you say, you can't believe that you managed to squeeze mm. so, mm. so much into such a little yeah. time. Yeah. I'd actually read one little bit in the uh, entry saying, oh, actually had a day off today, you know. <laughs> it was like such a massive thing to actually have a day off. So we went shopping and Kelly went shopping. That was that. That was our day off. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it was obviously a great day. Those, those years were brilliant. You know, like 79, 80, 81. Yeah, and 82. Obviously. From the 80s were brilliant, really, yeah. So, but, um, mm. Yeah, I mean, you have... Obviously, you were around in those years. Did you get to see? Yeah. Did you get to? I mean, you weren't obviously you weren't on the Ace of Spades tour. Did you get to see it at all? Because obviously, four nights at Hammersmith Melodian. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think we were, as I say, we were in the studio ourselves at that point. But yes, we definitely went to to well, probably a couple of them. We were always turning up. At, I mean, Lemmy was brilliant at um, at guest list. I mean, he probably had, he had the, most, the biggest guest list in the world. I think all the time. And, you know, so, oh, yeah, we were always there, you know, at the, at the uh, London gigs. And the same with them. They'd come and see us when we were playing as well, so it was brilliant. Yeah, because I would imagine that, like, over the years, you, you know, you, you guys must have been, you must have seen each other so many times. Well, yeah, we were, you know, we used to, I was reading again in um, other um, diary entries about, oh, you know, Lemmy phoned and, and then Eddie phoned and we hooked up at, you know, uh, the music machine and... And we went here, there, and everywhere, and uh, usually we've got really out of it. <laughs> that seems to be the, uh, every, every entry end is, oh, got really out of it. So, yeah. No, <laughs> so that, that's, uh, that, that's, your, um, that's, your, that's your last entry um, when they came and saw you at the, um, uh, at the electric that ballroom. Was, that's what I'm saying. The last entry yeah. on Friday the 18th, yeah, of July, was, you know, uh, Nick Turner, on, Lemmy on stage, Blah, blah, blah. Eddie turned up at the end and afterwards we all got really out of it in the dressing room. And that was that. And that's your... That was the end of that that year. (laughs) So that's your... That's basically kind of like your catchphrase, isn't it? It's like... Yeah. And then we got... And then we got really wasted in the dressing room. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So I've got another one here about... Yeah. What was this? April. Oh, it was even April. Eddie and Lemmy. Where we got a cab, went to see... Went to the Greyhounds and then... Oh, blimey. Yeah, so yeah, we were doing. I don't, I don't know how we fitted all this in because we'd go out to the gigs, obviously, and stay up all night, and then we'd be back in the studio the next day, you know, and do it all again. So, or doing a gig or something. So, yeah, crazy days, but great yeah. fun days, obviously. Yeah, exactly. And and the the whole point. I mean, the whole point about those time is that you know you've you've got the memories. 
Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're coming back. <laughs> they're coming back, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, it's, not, it's nice reading all the old stuff. But I just wish that I'd sort of kept more, you know, up go, going, especially like, you know, on, um, around the um, Please Don't Touch time. I haven't got any, well, unless I've got it hidden away somewhere, I don't know. But uh, it might surface, who knows, if I look a bit deeper. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but obviously, um, the other thing, oh, yeah, of course, we did the um, heavy metal barn dance. That was another big thing in 1980. Obviously, Motorhead's biggest gig to date then. That was the, you know, Bingley Hall. Oh, yeah, Bingley Hall. Now, yeah. I've heard about this. Oh, right. It... How old are you? Are you young or something? Are you really, really young? <laughs> oh, no. Good Lord, no. I'm, I'm, I'm 50, so, you know. Um, oh, it's okay. just it, It's just that I've, I've spoken to a few people so far for the podcast, and this, this Bingley Hall thing keeps coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, that was brilliant. Um, was, 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 just... was, that the, was that the first time you saw... Um, I, no, I was. Somebody else mentioned. Was that the first time they used the bomber lighting rig? Um, do you know, no, I don't think. Did they have it there? No, well, they must have. I suppose they did have it there. Um, but no, they must have used the, the bomber tour. Was obviously, I think, the year before because it, yeah. it came out in 1979, didn't it? I think bomber. Yes. So they were using that on that tour. But oh yeah, I would imagine because it was massive, massive place. This is bloody massive, big. Well, it looked like an aircraft hangar, but a barn apparently. But um, and all I remember was the heat, and the, I felt so sorry for the kids, for the audience, because it was just so hot in there. I mean, it was just everyone was packed in, and oh, it was just it was. But anyway, it was really funny. And then of course the Queen came on at the end. I remember that to give um, Motorhead their discs, their gold discs or whatever it was. And yeah, so um, yeah, I think Jeanette Charles, wasn't it? She was a famous Queen impersonator. So, uh, that was, yeah, right. I was great for a minute there, for a minute there, <laughs> I thought you genuinely, genuinely <laughs> meant the Queen, the, que- the Queen turned yeah. up. Yeah, well, Motorhead were big at that time, but not, well, no, I wasn't sure if the Queen was a fan, particularly, but you never know, you never know. But, uh, no, it was great fun, really good fun. That's typical, uh, that, that, that is typical yeah. Motorhead, isn't it? Get a, que- yeah. get a Queen impersonator to come on and give us yeah. our discs. Yeah, oh, it's just, you know, just madness. And then, of course, we did rock stage with them in August. Um, at the Nottingham um, Theatre Royal that, that went on telly. So, yeah, we were still playing with Motorhead in between, obviously, recording the tour and ourselves. And, um, but, yeah, we obviously missed out on the Ace of Spades tour because we were obviously doing our own thing at that point. And we'd only just toured with them a year before. So you, you know, you can't keep touring the same band all the time, can you? Yeah, absolutely. And the label would have had something to say about that as well, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, you can't do that. But... Um, Oh, of course, another um, memory, of course, uh, about the Ace of Spades thing was when um, they did Ace of Spades on top of the props, Lemmy actually wore a girls' school T-shirt. So oh, awesome. What... Yeah, that's a proud moment, yeah. So that was really great of Lemmy to do that. So, yeah. So, yeah, we were, you know, we were still sort of quite close at that point. And and did you did you ever, did you ever sort of broach the subject as to, as to, as to why he took, Seem to take such a shine to girls' school. Uh, well, I, he, <laughs> he's always supported women in rock. I mean, I think we were like the first, but um, he he then went on to support. He was very very good at supporting women in heavy rock, and um, so yeah, I mean, he just that was just lovely, you know. And perhaps Kelly might have had something to do with it as well <laughs> at first. So, um, but yeah. You know, he, he was just—he was just a brilliant guy. 
Unfortunately, I never got to meet him, but I'm really, oh, really... Didn't. No, I didn't. And I'm really, pick, really, really kind of piecing together the, the yeah. story and the picture of a man like no other, frankly. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there is there is only one Lemmy, that's for sure. <laughs> there'll never be another. Never, there'll never ever be another Lemmy, you know. So, uh, but in but in but so yeah. many but in so many ways, you know, he's like, you know, like you say, this is this is back in the late seventies, and he is, mm. and and pro, he is in possibly the most macho band in the UK, and mm. he's out there. You know, supporting women in rock, putting you, and not just not just saying things and wearing a t-shirt, but you know, putting you on bills and oh yeah, you, yeah, a, yeah. And, and, and you know, and this is this, you know, this is the same guy that a lot of people see and uh, have a completely different kind of you know opinion of as this sort of you know rock animal who's just partying all the time and you know doesn't doesn't yeah. really you know give a toss. But that's clearly not the case. Well, the, the funny thing is, of course, the first time we met him, um, we, we'd only seen photographs of, 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 well, of all of them, you know, and we thought, oh, my God, you know, look, what, what the hell, you know, look yeah. at them, yeah. you know, because you know, they looked a bit scary. So, um, you know, we were all just, we just, you know, waiting to see what this bloke was like. And of course, he came down and he was a pussycat, so that was that. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. And just imagine if the first picture you'd ever ever seen had been the front of the Ace of Spades, you'd have expected him speaking, yeah. you know, Spanish or something. Yeah, well, no, that's even, no, what even worse was, the funny, well, the really weird thing is, it must have been serendipity, that only about six months before we actually met him or we even heard about all this possibility of touring with them, somebody actually gave us a copy of their... Um, motorhead EP of their 10 inch motorhead EP and of course so we looked you know we played it and looked at it and thought oh bloody hell look at this lot you know this is interesting because Kelly and I were you know really into the Sex Pistols at that point you know and that sort of punk thing and all that you know sort of really high energy stuff yeah. and then of course then we got given this and we thought oh this is brilliant this is brilliant then little did we know that six months later we were actually meeting the guys and then going on tour with them so yeah it was quite amazing really yeah because that well that that is that is that is really quick isn't it in the space of six months to go from sort of just hearing of a band to being on the road with them yeah, yeah. So, um, and then of course, them talking about them dressing up because they love dressing up. You know, they <laughs> get, you know, any chance for them to dress up, and that's it. They're straight in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never forget when we dressed up for the, uh, you know, for Please Don't Touch, and we were all in this massive warehouse, like a theatrical warehouse, obviously to pick our costumes. They were like, they were like kids in a toy toy shop. You know, it's like so funny. Yeah, they loved it. Oh, that's brilliant. And and yeah. and well, yeah, because you'd you'd have. Um... Yeah, this is this is one of the most strangest sentences I've said recently. You'd have spent a lot of time dressing up with Motorhead as well. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did. So uh, I tell you, it was so funny that day that we actually, when we had you know picked all our costumes and and we had the photo session for Please Don't Touch, and it was in the in this really old part of like, like the docks near London Bridge. You know, I think a lot of it's been probably torn down now and turned into luxury flats but yeah. at that time it really was sort of like really atmospheric and it was, and it was so cold and uh, we were like really freezing and I was like, oh right okay pub everybody go let's go to the pub so we found this little old pub and then we trooped it all dressed up like that you know up to the bar we're like let me brandy please you know and they come to the little regulars old little boys in there 
That yeah, that does uh, that sounds like um, that sounds like a comedy sketch out of something like the old Fast Show or something like that. Oh, it could it could have easily been yeah. Well, I think a lot of our um, time with them was like a comedy show to do the truth. So yeah, oh yeah, we never laughed so much. It's just real, real great time because we all got on so well, you know. And I mean, Filthy as well was what oh, he was the loveliest bloke and he was hilarious. I mean, he really was hilarious. And of course, Eddie was lovely as well. They're all lovely. I can't believe they've, they've all gone, really. You know, it's just so, it's so shocking. It's horrible. It is, yeah. it is. And, yeah. and I mean, a, a lot of people have also spoken about how um, that, that um, Ace of Spades era, that lineup, and, and almost the success of Ace of Spades and the album, it was all so good that it was just, mm. it was, it was just impossible to follow up. Yeah, well, although they did, I mean, you know, but I mean, Ace of Spades, I think, you know, obviously they're always going to be remembered by, with that, by that track, but um, I don't think that's a bad thing, that's for sure, you know. I know that Lemmy did sort of, because I just read a few bits and pieces, you know, doing a bit of research before we did this, and I did read a couple, a couple of places that Lemmy actually moaned a bit about, about it, you know, but, you know, really, you can't really moan about having a, a song like that, you know, so. No, yeah. not at all. Of course, of course, he had to play it, you know, so, uh, but yeah. But I think apparently as well, it was quite interesting that I didn't know. I think they had a version of it before, before they went in with it to Vic, with Vic. Um, so, I, but I've never heard that, but I think, yeah, I read somewhere that there was, they did have the song, but it's nothing like it turned out to be when they went to record it with Vic. So that'd be interesting to hear. Oh, whether, God. It, whether, it, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but I can't, can't think where I read it now, but... Unless I dreamt it, but no, I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere. Well, wow. um, I think I think with being you know with Vic at the helm, he brought out the best of the song. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yeah, and uh, and I kind of get I get the feeling as well that with 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 Phil and and Eddie, um, slightly more slightly more entrenched, slightly more sort of no, this is what I'm doing. Whereas Lemmy was maybe a little bit more open minded. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I think I think you're right there, really, yeah. Well, I think Eddie was probably more, most serious one out of them, to tell you the truth, because, I mean, Phil was just nuts. <laughs> so, well, he, uh, well, he's a drummer, uh, isn't he? Yeah, he, he was just brilliant, you know, and such a inspiration to other drummers. Um, yeah. So, but again, Eddie was a brilliant guitarist, and so, yeah, all three of them, though, they just had this amazing chemistry, they really did. So, and you, you just can't, you know... You just can't buy that sort of stuff. You can't. And what? And what's what's your view on on uh, this album being kind of instrumental in the creation of what was to become thrash metal as well? Oh, you know, I never even thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting one then. <laughs> yeah, no, because um, no, I I just think of Motorhead as as, as Motorhead. Yeah, you know, as, as their own beast sort of thing. So I I didn't really think about that. No. I, I yeah, and I, I I know what you mean. I mean, I'm because I because I'm sort of the next generation along, and I was kind of like mm. you know, I you know, thrash was my thing when it when it when it came about. Mm. Um, but even though even then, I still you know it was it was kind of Motorhead almost that has sort of pointed me towards thrash. Right. And and well, and that album definitely played played a role in many many bands who said yeah it was you know. Filthy's double bass drumming, yeah. and that that well, yeah. sort of that that energy that frankly hadn't they hadn't managed to capture before. 
Yeah, oh yeah, I can see that. And of course, Phil was, you know, I mean, Overkill is probably one of the best tracks ever. It's probably yeah. one of my favourites, along with Ace of Spades, because it's just so nuts with the double bass drums, and it just keeps going and going and going. I mean, no other band has done anything like that before. You know, it's just tremendous, absolutely tremendous. So yeah, I can see, I can see that. Yeah. And it's and it's funny as well. You think about like you know, Overkill, and um. <laughs> Uh, and and you just think, yeah, right. I get why it was called that. Though I get that I why it was called it. that. Now, yeah, because at some point writing it, someone's gone. It's, bit, it's, yeah, it's bit overkill on the old double bass drums, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we'll have that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but that, I mean, again, that trio, that that lineup. I mean, obviously they were still great with all the other lineups, but at that lineup, that trio was definitely, you know, well for us. Um, you know, for me and for our, for my generation anyway, that that was the that was the the lineup. You know what I mean? That was the Motorhead. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, so so over the years, I mean, it must have been it must have been sad to be sort of close to the band and and see it all kind of coming apart as well. Um, well, I mean, obviously, after those first few years, we did sort of go our separate ways, but then we used to keep coming back together and touring with them. So we toured with them pretty consistently, really, throughout the years. Um, we used to do Europe with them, and Europe, you, know, you know, European tours and things. And um, and funny thing is that we were actually lucky enough to be at, at their first major British tour, which was Overkill, and we were there at their last um major tour which was the 40th anniversary which sadly was the last tour so we were quite honoured to actually be there right at the beginning and then at the end right at the end as well so yeah and then somewhere else in between (laughs) that's yeah yeah, I mean that is that's that's amazing and uh, and I mean you know knowing how difficult it is myself to hold a you know, to hold a band together and, and you know, lineups and personalities and all the rest of it. For oh, you... so you're even a band, are you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this oh. this this isn't this isn't about me. I'll tell you. Yeah, no, I'm 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 just the host. Uh, but um yeah. uh yeah, no 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 one wants to hear about me. Um we we it's 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 we all never about know. One, one day. <laughs> one day. Hey, we've put, hey, we've put four albums out, you cheeky mare. Yes. <laughs> oh, what, what, what's your band? We called Acid Rain, but the rain is spelled R E I J. You, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the singer. Oh, excellent! Yeah, yeah, of course I've heard of you. Uh, I didn't know that. Ah, uh, right, you okay. Didn't, you, didn't, you didn't mention that. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. It's quite oh. remiss of me. I'm speaking to a rock star. <laughs> hey, look, I'm talking. I'm talking to a rock star. Ah, oh, well. oh well, there you go then. <laughs> Dear, oh. so yeah, I mean, I th- I think we uh, we we've, we've been close to doing gigs with you actually, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we must have we must have been over the years, yeah. Well, that's got to yeah. that's got to happen soon. And look, what's happening? What's happening? You know, these days um, with the bandies, you know, any plans? Well, there were. I mean, we were literally going to be pretty chock a block this year, but then of course everything got cancelled. Yeah, I mean we. Lucky enough, we we actually we were able to do our British tour that we hadn't done in years, um, and we did that just well in February, and then of course March was a lockdown, and we were supposed to be doing all sorts this year, and uh, nothing. So it literally got wiped. Oh, everything got wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> but then apparently it's all supposed to be rescheduled for exactly the same ne- same time next year. But I don't know how that's going to work either, because every other band on the planet is doing exactly the same thing by the sound of it. 
it's now I'm I'm in a yeah same position and um uh, and yeah, yeah it's it's incredibly frustrating. Um, yeah. So um, uh, so yeah, uh, are you just going to work on new material? Um, well, <laughs> that was the idea in lockdown. We were going, oh yeah, we can write songs. And that's not up to two truth. I've been doing sod all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know it'd be great if I was saying, oh yeah, and I was out doing this, and I was getting fit, and I was writing these songs, and I was doing it. Oh no, afraid not. No, I've just been lazy and leisure and enjoying it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and you know what? It's kind of like it's 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 been a bit it's been a bit of a break it's been interesting i mean um, i'd like to get you know like to get back to gigging and stuff which doesn't look like it's yeah. going to happen anytime yeah. soon really um yeah. but uh you know uh, we we'll, we will all we will all get back there eventually yeah um, well i mean you know, we were supposed to be doing a new album as well uh, later on this year but so i'm hoping at one point we will be doing that perhaps early next year because that might be more doable than live stuff at the moment. So, but yeah. we, we have got some um, new materials that are knocking about, but I haven't really been doing a lot with it because, to tell you the truth, we find it really difficult. Well, I do anyway. Unless I've sort of got a deadline, I, I, you know, I can quite easily just sit there and just think about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, this is this is this is the curse of the artist, which is. Um, oh, but you you, you think. Well, no, you think you think you think working without a deadline is a great idea. When you have a deadline, you're like, oh, I can't stand this pressure; it's a pain. And you think, wouldn't it be great to not have a deadline? Then you don't have a deadline, and you do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly what I'm like. Anyway, I'm a lazy cow. So there you go. Oh well, well, we supposed to we were supposed to be touring our new album, first album for 29 years, supposed to be touring it, and um, and that's all gone up in smoke. And as I keep saying to people, they're going, oh, you're going to write a new album, then it's like, well, no, because. We, you've got one. Well, we, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and one of the reasons for writing a new album is you're sick of the old one, and we're not. We haven't yeah. had a chance to bloody play it. Oh no, no, that's awful. So <laughs> any anyway, anyway, people yeah. listen to this will be like, oh, shut up, Howard. This is not. We're not. We're not. We're not interested in you. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I mean, so just to to kind of sort of bring everything you know to a close. Um, yeah. Motorhead had a massive impact on on your not just your career but your you know your life. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they were part of our lives for for a good two years, um, and then of course they were really throughout the years because I stayed in touch with. Uh, well, obviously, Lemmy went off to he bungled off to LA, didn't he? You know, yeah. um, for, for most of the well, most of his life, really, for his past life. Um, but then Chelsea, before he went off, he used to live not very far from me. Uh, I live in Clapham, he lives in Chelsea, so we used to see quite a bit of each other. And then and Eddie was still here as well. He was in, in Teddington at South London, so we used to hook up, you know, quite a bit as well. Um, oh, especially before Eddie did, uh, before Lemmy did go to LA, he used to have a houseboat on um, Cheney Walk in Chelsea. And it's so funny, so obviously we used to, you know, go there and see him on that. Oh, do you know, I couldn't live on a houseboat. Oh, it used to make me feel really ill, really seasick. Every time the tide was coming and all the chains would start clanking and it would go up and down, I was like, oh, my God. Made you feel really, really out of it without even being out of it, you know. But, I don't know, Pat Lemmy didn't even notice. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's it. That was, would that have been on the Thames? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. A Chelsea yeah. walk in Chelsea, yeah. Um, and it was so funny because it was called, it was a bright pink one. And it was called Scarlet O'Hara. <laughs> and, it, so, and every time he'd get on to call us a cab or something, he'd go, Oh, Scarlet O'Hara here. <laughs> and it never failed to crack us up. I mean, really, you know, it, 
it's one of the funniest things. You'll still remember that, you know. So, uh, yeah, good good times. Oh, that is absolutely brilliant. That really <laughs> is. Um, yeah. Look, th- this has been this has been so much fun. It really has. Um, yeah, it's great. Look, right. we we and and you know when all when all this craziness is over, um, uh, I'm over I'm over in I'm over in West London in Ealing. So uh, let's let's oh, right. meet let's meet halfway and have a beer. That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Well, it's great speaking to you. And yeah, you. Fact, we'll have to we'll have to organise. Well, I mean. Organise a gig. I know you're probably a bit too heavy for us. We'll, st- we'll probably sound like ABBA after you lot. Nah, well, what do you mean after? You'll be supporting us. <laughs> that, that... I'm getting a bit above myself there. No, no, not, not at all, not at all. I, I'm, I'm joking. People are listening no, to this. I know, I'm joking. Yeah, right, OK, well, we'll both play at the same time and ruin everyone's night. That's <laughs> brilliant, Howard. That's brilliant. Well, no, it's lovely yeah. to talk to you. Thank you so much yeah, for sparing thanks, the time. Thanks for bringing back some memories and making me, you know, sort of go, look back on it all. It's been quite, quite nice. You know? Oh, that's a quite pleasure. Sad as well, but quite happy as well. So yeah. Yeah, but, I, uh, I know, I know the feeling. I know the feeling yeah. because you look back on sometimes that was so good, and the pain yeah. of and the pain of of yeah. of I, those times yeah. never happening again, and yeah. people not being around is. I want to is talk horrible. just one last thing. At least we were lucky enough to tour with Eddie um, when we did the Saxon tour. That was only a couple of years ago. Well, I'm, I'm actually dreadful at, at dates and times and years and everything. It's probably about three years ago now or whatever. But, you know, the last tour we did with Saxon, it was Saxon Fastway and Us. So it was absolutely lovely to be with Eddie again on the road, you know. And, and of course, every night he used to get on stage to play Ace of Spades with Saxon. And it was incredible. And, it used to, you know, people used to go nuts. And it was absolutely brilliant to watch. And just being with him again on the road, you know. And he was so full of, like, you know, he wanted to get back to doing it and everything. And it was heartbreaking, you know, to, when he died. Absolutely heartbreaking. But, but at least we did have that last hurrah with Eddie as well on the road, which which um, was amazing. So, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, yeah. thank, like I said, thank you so much. It's been an, yeah, it's been a blast. Great speaking you. And you. Then. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, it was great fun. I haven't spoken to Kim before, and um, we had quite a chat offline as well. And it was um, it was a really, really lovely afternoon um, getting to talk all things Motorhead and um, and hearing all her incredible stories. Um, so I hope you're enjoying the show. Remember hashtag Motorcast and whatever you do, subscribe wherever you listen, and that'll make sure that you get each episode without any hassles whatsoever. So keep listening. I'll be back in a fortnight's time with another great guest from the world of Motorhead telling amazing stories and and filling you in on all the backstage and behind the scenes details from over the years. Take care and I'll speak to you again soon. I don't show you greed. The only God I need is the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades.